All right. How's it going, everybody? This is Caleb, and with me, as always, is Brandon. Brandon, how's it going? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, too. So uh, things might be a little bit different here. We've got some things set up, uh, and we're going to talk to you guys more about it later on in the episode. But we are going to basically just kind of jump on into things like we normally do. And so with that, we have our segment here of doing the... Did you know, and this week it's going to be going to Brandon, so Brandon. Oh, yeah. What you All got right. for Did us? you know? Did you know that in the planets of Saturn and Jupiter, that it rains diamonds? Rains diamonds? Yes. Why? It has to do with the, it has to do with the atmosphere. Um, that due to the lightning storms that they always have, uh, it can turn methane into soot, which hardens into graphite, and then into diamonds. Hmm. And then Interesting. there's scientists that say that uh, the biggest diamonds that can hail down in the the planets are about a, a centimeter in diameter. Okay, so they're not huge. No, they're, they're smaller diamonds, but just the fact that it, it rains diamonds, yeah. that, that kind of blew my mind. So it's not like hail hailstones or anything but still i was gonna say so probably more like sleet i guess yeah <laughs> i know i know that there's still the whole difficulty of sending something out and bringing it back but you gotta wonder if anybody's piqued their interest to being like we need to send something out and bring it back <laughs> we need to gather these diamonds <sighs> we need this <laughs> yeah that i could i could totally imagine that somebody would think of something or try and doing something like that but then at that point the Jupiter that would... collection by Zales oh my gosh <laughs> you know how expensive I mean first of all diamonds but then second of all like space diamonds oh I couldn't even imagine like you know some celebrity would have a a diamond ring where the diamonds from Jupiter oh yeah uh interesting well there you go I, I guess uh but women are from Venus. Shouldn't they be from Jupiter then, since that's where the diamonds are? Well, diamonds are a girl's best friend, aren't they? Ouch. <laughs> so, kind of between uh, rock and hard place with that, I guess. Where are women supposed to be for, be from? Right, maybe between a diamond and a hard place. Oh! <laughs> oh, I don't have a sound for that. But a... <laughs> Uh, nice one though. There you go. So I mean that that's actually kind of one of those things too where um that could be a real trivia question someday. So for your health. Exactly. That's a Dr. Steve Brewer right there. Yeah. Well, if we had voicemails, which during the off season we don't typically have voicemails, uh, we would go into that right now. But since we don't, we do have something else here that uh to bring in and these are small um segments weekly segments one specifically from brandon one specifically for myself and so brandon's gonna bring in brandon's scary stat of the week so i've got something here for that (laughs) yes but yeah the scary stat of the week um this week comes from the world of hockey, and specifically the NHL. And 
It's all centered around one player. I don't, maybe you guys have heard of him, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> and I'm pretty I mean, sure if you know who Wayne Gretzky is. Do you even know what the sport of hockey is? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The scary stat that I heard not too long ago. So Wayne is the all-time leader in goals with uh, 894. He is also the all-time leader in assist with 1,963. So uh, both of those together, they add them together, and they call it uh, just total points. So, you know, a goal counts as one, assist counts as one. So obviously, being the leader in the two categories, he's also the leader in all-time points. But if Wayne never scored a single goal in the NHL, so if you subtract the 894 points, he is still the all-time leader in points. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. And when you started talking about the point system, because I'm not the big, I, I enjoy watching hockey, but I'm not deep in depth about hockey. Uh, you had to explain that to me. But that, yeah, that's one of those stats that kind of blows your mind. Yeah, he still has uh, 42 more points than Yarmar Yager, who's uh, currently second in all time points. And so his points uh, are both goals and assists. For yeah, for both those guys. Okay. Uh but if he if you were saying uh if Gretzky didn't score or even if they took away his goals. Yeah, if he had zero goals and he still had the the one thousand nine hundred and sixty three assist, he would still have forty two more points than Yammer Yager. Yeah. For his total Yager, for Yager has a total of um one thousand nine hundred and twenty one points, and that's counting his seven hundred and sixty six goals. Yeah. So that so that's yeah, he's gonna be the all time point leader for ever. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a that's a record nobody is ever gonna beat. Nobody's gonna come close to the goals, nobody's even gonna come close to the assist. Yeah. Yeah, because on this list here of the top ten, Yammer Yager is the only one still playing, and I think he's like like forty six or something ridiculous like that. Man. He's also, Yager is the only player in a top 10 that's not from Canada. He's from the Czech Republic. Interesting. Yeah, so it's definitely um, interesting to think about that because so many stats are being broken now in so many sports, but that's a lot. You see the increase of the amount of games that teams play, the increase of how long games go and things like that. So mm-hmm. for the fact that a sport has someone leading in a category that, you know, that is never going to be broken. I'm sure uh, there are going to be other ones too, but this one is just probably one, if not the most kind of unattainable. Oh yeah. That's uh Wayne's got a lot of, of records that will probably never be touched. Um, he has the record for most goals in a season too. And I believe it was 92 which I think the clo- the second closest player was Gretzky again with like 86. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, nobody's ever going to come close to that record. I mean, it's it's a guy will lead the league if he scores 40. Man. And it's just the way the style of play has changed that nobody's ever going to come close to 92. Oh yeah, yeah. And then also not saying that um Gretzky's not special anymore, but back when he played, he 
probably had a very wide gap between him and the level of competition behind him. Now the top players of the league, I would say are not that separated. If that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean a little bit, but, um, I mean, Gretzky did a lot of this back in the eighties and it seems like everybody had a player on their team that was scoring about 50 goals. Yeah. Like the Red Wings had Iserman. Um, well, heck, uh, Gretzky played for the Oilers. They also had Mark Messier, uh, Yari Curry, Glenn Anderson. All those guys have 500 career goals or more. Yeah, you're getting your hockey truth up in here. Because <laughs> I'm listening to some of that. I'm like, okay, I got that. And then I'm like, okay, no idea what's going on. Okay. <laughs> you're like, don't know that guy. Don't know that guy. <laughs> All right. Hockey and puck and sticks. Yeah, let's do this. Okay, no, I'm not that bad. But yeah, so um, yeah, you might be hearing a little bit uh, a little bit more about hockey every once in a while. So uh, yeah, that's the your scary stab the week there. Kind of, uh, it's not going to be the case all the time, but it's kind of one of those things where yeah, that's that stat's not going anywhere anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, before we jump into this next part, um, I want to do a little preface here. And I know that I've mentioned it before. Actually, I don't know if I've mentioned it since Brandon's been here. Um, But something that Craig and I did a long time ago that we used to do on a regular basis was called um, Rock Moment of the Week. And uh, we both would share something or just kind of talk about different things or maybe it'd be specific to a game that week. Um, but I want to explain quickly where rock comes from. You uh, Now that we're mentioning it, you might hear Brandon and I say it more often. But essentially, it's just kind of a simple response, like, okay, or cool. Uh, it's kind of an abbreviation for saying rock and roll. <laughs> uh, it comes from somebody that we used to work with. And actually, this was in the small time period that both or that all three of us uh, Brandon, Craig, and I worked at the same place together, that there was a certain individual that worked there, uh, really uh, funny, friendly guy, and his name was Josh. And it was kind of the running thing of seeing how long it would take somebody to notice this trend for him. And (laughs) so I don't know how long it was after I'd been working. I mean, it was only probably a matter of a week or two. And then, Oh, dude, it was the first day. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm talking about me, okay? Oh, for you? Yeah, because I was, uh, I didn't interact with him. I don't know if you interacted with him more than I did at at the beginning, but I sat, he, I did not sit next directly next to him, but he did train me a little bit. So I interacted with him a decent amount, but it wasn't like eight hours a day. And then somebody who was sitting next to me was just like, hey, have you noticed the way he talks and what he does? And I was just like, oh, no, there's just like, pay attention. He kind of repeats himself. And that's when I picked it up. It was like within a week or two. But yeah, he just, he, it was very repetitive, but he just like slipped it in there like it was nothing. And so for me, I didn't pick it up on it. But apparently we've got Sherlock Holmes over here with Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, with Craig, him and I and uh, Scott, who also we, we worked with, uh, used to always refer to Josh's uh, catchphrases. Nice. Or his keywords. He always had like a certain amount of words that he would just throw in. Um, rock was one of the main ones. And we actually started saying it more often too. And uh, Josh thought it was hilarious that we used to say it all the time. 
Yeah, Josh but yeah, cool. he he trained me actually my first day, and I remember you and I um rode together. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, we were going home, and you're like, "Hey, so um, did you notice anything with Josh? Like something that he says a lot?" And I'm like, "Oh, you mean how he says rock like all the time?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So that that has crept into our culture now. That is uh, that is part of our our lifestyle. The rock lifestyle. Um, so with that, kind of to keep that alive, uh, keep the memory of Josh alive. Josh is fine, by the way. Just saying that as a cheeky way. But um, we, I'm, I'm bringing back rock moments of the week. Brandon has a scary stat, so I have my rock moments of the week. And so we'll bring this in then. Yeah. Rock. Just one simple word, rock. So uh, nothing really sports related this week. Um, Nothing overly crazy to discuss uh, with Michigan football or basketball uh, on a rock side of things. But uh, for this, this goes out to all our Michigan listeners, because we do have listeners all over the country, some out of the country as well. Um, But to all our Michigan listeners, I think it is safe to say, and and I know people are going to say I'm kind of jinxing this, but I already know what's coming down the tunnel, so don't say that this happened because I'm saying it, but spring is finally here, and it's finally warming up a little bit, <laughs> and we might be able to turn off our furnaces for more than 24 hours and actually enjoy the outdoors again. So that is my rock moment of the week. I have, I have younger kids, so we have been able to, I mean, we take them out during the winter, but on a regular basis, come home, not have to bundle them up. We are enjoying the outdoors once again. Now I'm just waiting for everything to turn green, but that, that's my rock moment. I'm going to focus more on sports stuff, but this week was just kind of, there wasn't really all that exciting stuff that I could mention with, uh, the final four in the championship game or anything like that, that I felt that, that I could pull out. So that, that's my rock moment right there. Well, and there's not much that's going to top uh, good weather finally coming back. Yeah. If you, if, <laughs> if you guys don't live in Michigan, then you might not know exactly how that goes because it is, it's always a constant thing that gets brought up, especially considering that you can have every single season happen in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we're coming out of that window and hopefully it will be stay in the spring summer realm for more than two months. But who knows? Actually, I heard that what um, either tomorrow, which is Wednesday or uh, Thursday is supposed to snow. Yeah, I know that's That's why I said <laughs> I already know what's coming. So don't tell me that I'm jinxing this. I heard that. Yes, it looks like it might be more Thursday and there's potential even Monday next week that there might be snow. At this point, I'm kind of like, okay, fine, whatever, because it's not going to be, you know, several months of winter anymore, but Mm -hmm. it is a little Yeah, and um, yesterday was 67 degrees, so that's pure Michigan right there for you. Yeah. Yep. It'll be nice and sunny one day, and then you will have everything snow covered the next, so. For your health. (laughs) But... Uh, something interesting that we have, uh, that we did going on, um, if you saw it, actually, I'm going to kind of bring this in here to, uh, 
Let's you know something new is going on. Moving on to the next topic. Um, we love our sports. We love our rock and roll. We love good food. But what we also love is a good action movie. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Brandon and I, uh, with some of the new stuff that we're doing and everything, and like I said, you're going to hear more throughout the entire episode, uh, but we're going to kind of run through things at the end of the episode. Uh, Something that we recently did on the newly vamped Twitter um, profile for the show is we did um, a bracket for March Madness with action movie heroes. Mostly, uh, um, most of them were uh, men. There were a couple of females uh, interjected there. Um, uh, shoot, the names are escaping me. I can't. Are the women? Them. Yeah. What were the couple women? Uh, we had Mila Jovovich. There, I can never say. Uh, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if I had. I think Linda Hamilton from Terminator. Okay. And uh, Cynthia Rothrock. I think were all of them. Yeah. So uh, sixty-four. Uh, so there were quite a few people in there, but uh, we're here to talk about it for a moment with our subtopic area. Um, this is kind of where anything goes. We'll talk. We'll talk about different things uh, that um, from all sorts of different stuff. But we wanted to kind of focus a little bit on the winner of the tournament challenge, and the winner was Brandon Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. So not too bad, and I thought I had my. I can class. give us a quick path here that of people he beat. Yeah. So in the first round, he took out uh, Jim Brown, former uh, NFL player. Uh, in the second round, he took out Danny Glover. Uh, in the Sweet Sixteen, he took out uh, Vin Diesel. Competition and in the Elite up. Eight. And in the Elite Eight, he took out your favorite, uh, Mr. Chuck Norris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the final four, this is what it surprised me. He took out Arnold. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, and then in the championship, he met Bruce Lee and he took him out as well. Yeah. Which we I- laughed at because, you know, we love Sylvester Stallone, but we started thinking about this as a real fight and... No one's going to come close to beating Bruce Lee in a real fight. <laughs> in a hand-to-hand fight. Now, if we're talking about, like, wep- like break out the weaponry, I don't know. Stallone, man, he always had some pretty crazy stuff. And he did rip out somebody's <laughs> spine, so. <laughs> yeah, but Bruce Lee would have the nunchucks. True. So, um, it, it was interesting going through this because... Once we started it, we kind of realized that we're not doing uh, this is not going on and going directly to our generation and older Mm -hmm. because, you know, we're we love the 80s. You know, we think of the old action movies. I mean, we're talking about any action. I mean, we had old. I mean, some of the more modern uh, action people in there was like uh, was uh, wait, who was uh was John Cena in there? Yeah, John Cena was in there. Yeah, and so you've got like people like John Cena, uh, and then you've got some of those people who span like from older movies to present, like Keanu Reeves. 
But it was very yep. interesting to see because, of course, you know, we wanted every's op- everybody's opinion because we're not just going to go out there and announce the winners from just us voting on it. But there were some that were obviously skewed. Um, <laughs> do you remember one of the most uh, ones that was just like, okay, this is, you know, a lack of knowledge and understanding of what people have done in their movie careers? Was, I uh, feel one like there of them was that kind of stood out to me was that Mark Wahlberg beat Tony Jaa. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you and I like we've watched some Tony Jaa movies. We watched some together actually. Yeah. Um and we're like, you know what, Mark Wahlberg, he he's good and everything, but it's obvious some of these people haven't seen Tony Jaa movies. <laughs> yeah, and that one I think is possibly more of the obscurity of Tony Jaa cuz he's not a big name. He's not Jackie Chan. Right. Because Jackie Chan did a, a well for a little while. I thought Chuck Norris uh, was maybe going to go deeper. But I know, I mean, obviously he got bumped by Sylvester Stallone. Uh, it was surprising about um, Arnold getting beat. I feel like there was an early one. That um, got... Keanu Reeves went on a big run. And I mean... And I have a theory really, for that one. Yeah. Uh, he took out Tom Cruise and then Steven Seagal. And he finally and he lost in the um, elite eight to Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, we thought Jean Claude Van Damme was going to go a little bit deeper because he was uh, towards the top of lists. But yeah, I yeah, can't, he got can't... to the final four and lost to Bruce Lee. Yeah, Keanu Reeves is one of those where he spans a wider area because I mean he did some action movies a lot earlier. And is still doing them. And I think his popularity with John Wick really kind of propelled him. Because I, I feel like we got a lot of interaction from, well, let's face it. More people on social media are from the younger generations. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where a lot of the, because we had, there was really good interaction. How, how many votes would you say was roughly maybe the average for these? Uh, I would say at least like 30s. Yeah. There was I mean, a couple there, of them that got even more than that. Um, yeah, I believe one of them had like in the in the mid forties. Yeah, so I mean, I, honestly, for the amount of polls I do and things like that, that's that's pretty solid, especially for the the number of polls. Because you gotta think this was a a full bracket sixty. Oh yeah, we're spamming people with polls, <laughs> and I was, <laughs> you know, I'm surprised we got as much interaction as we did. Yeah, so it was a fun one. Again, like we said, it was uh, Sylvester Sloan versus uh, Bruce Lee uh, with Stallone taking home the title, the championship. Uh, before we kind of end this uh, or move along uh, from this and talk about uh, sport, more sports-related things, I did want to take a moment to celebrate Sylvester Sloan and uh, talk about some of our favorite movies of his. So, Brandon, did you want to start about some of your favorite Stallone movies or maybe just kind of the obscure ones that people might not realize? Yeah, I mean, when it comes to Stallone, the first thing you think of is Rocky and Rambo. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, all those movies, are they're great. Uh, I would probably say my favorite Rocky movie is Rocky IV, uh, where he fights Ivan Drago in Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, and my favorite Rambo movie is uh, Rambo First Blood Part Two, which that series has got a really weird way of naming the movies. Um, so the first one's First Blood, and he's just John Rambo in it. The name of the movie is First Blood. Well, yeah. when they came out with the second movie, everybody was just calling it Rambo, so they called it Rambo, and then First Blood Part Two. 
And then when a third one came out, they called it Rambo three. <laughs> so, yep. so technically the second one is the first Rambo movie, but not it... like the first in the series. It's so weird the way they named them. Wasn't there another one? Yeah. And then a fourth one is just called Rambo. Okay. That's what I thought. I yeah. Was so hard... the, technically the second one is called Rambo. And so is the fourth one. Yeah. But yeah, I would say other than the, the obvious ones, um, one of my favorite Rambo mo- or Rambo, <laughs> one of my favorite <laughs> Stallone movies is uh, Over the Top. Yes, from uh, 1987. It's yeah. a it's a it's made by Canon Films. Um, you know, if, if you guys know anything about uh, 80s movies, uh, Canon Films were always kind of kind of B movies, little exploitation. I mean, they did their fair share of. Uh, corny action movies. Uh, they actually had a pretty good documentary about Canon films on, oh man, I think it was on, on Netflix of all things. So, it, I mean, I don't know if you watch that, but if you got a second, you should check that out. You'd like it. Yeah, I'll have to look for that. But yeah, over the top, uh, it's, it centers around Stallone. He's a truck driver and he gets to spend some time with like his, his lost like wayward son. And on the way, he, he teaches him how to arm wrestle, and he enters in an arm wrestling tournament. That's <laughs> <laughs> just so crazy. Uh, it's it's eighties in a nutshell, but it's it's great. It, it, like I like it too because I love wrestling, and there's a lot of um, professional wrestlers that enter in like the tournament and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That um, because he's got. Oh wait, no, it wasn't a guy from more uh, movies. Uh, a more uh, Stallone movies. It wasn't the guy from um, the uh, Jean Claude Van Damme in that. Or am I mixing it up? The big was American Van Damme and over the top. No, no, no. The the American guy who was in um, Bloodsport was he in over the top? Or am I confusing what he looked like? I'm oh probably... no, you're thinking. There's a guy that looks a lot like him. There's a guy that eats cigars. Okay, that's it. You're that's it. You're thinking of. He looks like the. Um... Van Damme's buddy in Bloodsport, Jackson. Okay, because it's been a while since I've seen Over the Top, but yes, like if if you like Stallone in general, but especially if you kind of like what you were saying, the B style movies or those a little bit cheesy '80s movies, action in general. If you haven't seen it, I'd say worth it. Yeah, I mean it's the '80s in a nutshell. It's an absurd idea. It's a you know the acting is. <laughs> is what you expect a rest, arm wrestling movie to have. <laughs> mm. um, and, I mean, Stallone's in it. You got a bunch of professional wrestlers. I mean, wrestling was huge in the 80s. And uh, also, Kenny Loggins does the theme song for it. <laughs> oh, man. I You know, this this brings to my, uh, a thought to mind. Like, if we had a YouTube channel, because, I mean, obviously, since YouTube is the monster that it is now, and people mm-hmm. are doing all sorts of crazy stuff. I almost feel that would be uh, hilarious to do a man meal episode. Uh, which, if you guys haven't heard us talk about man meal, when we we would once uh, once a week when we work together, uh, just like do some over the top meal of large proportion or you know huge steaks, seafood, some of that nature. And so we just called it man meal, but doing uh, something essentially with having a man meal and watching one of these movies and essentially like breaking it down or 
commentating on it with <laughs> combining man meal. I feel that would be pretty epic. Yeah, that would be a good time. Maybe only just for us, but <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there'd be other people out there that would enjoy that. Yeah. So on on the topic then of uh, Stallone for my feedback, I mean, I'll I'll mention a couple here briefly in passing, but of course you've got your Demolition Man, uh, your Cliffhanger. Uh, if you aren't familiar with those great ones as well, um, but. I would have to say potentially my favorite and this is the way that I enjoy movies is that they could it's kind of how you Brandon enjoy those bad horror movies that are just Mm -hmm. entertaining because they're bad and not necessarily saying that this was really a quote unquote bad movie but really when you put in perspective it definitely wasn't his greatest but I have a strange appreciation for Judge Dredd I just really love that. I love the style. I love when it takes place. I love those, uh, you know, futuristic stuff. Um, when they do those kind of reminds me of um, Blade Runner in the future and whatnot. So uh, I've always had a fun appreciation for that. But one thing that I do want to mention, and this is going to be really obscure, and I can almost guarantee if anybody knows of this movie before I say it, I would be very interested in you actually letting us know between now and next week and being like, oh, hey, I actually knew what you were talking about. Like, you don't have to look this up after we mentioning it. But Sylvester Sloan has done like three, four comedies, eh, maybe more than that. <laughs> but one that came out in the early 90s was called Oscar. And it is extremely like out of his norm very unusual he is a mobster are you looking it up dude i actually have never heard of this i thought you were gonna say stop or my mom will shoot no no this is even more (laughs) because stop or my mom will shoot is kind of known oscar yeah no one knows about yeah stop or my mom will shoot i mean it had estelle getty from golden girls in it yeah. <laughs> so there's a little bit of knowledge there with the Oscar. I don't know if I've ever met anyone that actually knew what Oscar was before I brought it up. Oh man. It was directed by John Landis too. Yeah. So it, and it's got some uh, well-known actors in there too. I can't off the top of my head. I can't remember. Maybe the list will come up here real quick. Dude, John Landis directed uh, animal house, the blues brothers, American werewolf in London, three amigos. Trading Spaces, Coming to America. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he I also mean, you... directed the Thriller music video. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he's... Um, gosh, I thought some of these names would be a little bit more recognizable, but they're older, and I don't know. I mean, Peter Rygert uh, was in the movie. Uh, Joey Travolta, Paul Greco. I know those are some kind of obscure ones, but Tim trust Curry. me... Yeah, when you see it, you'll uh, see them and the actress and everything. You'll recognize it. But yeah, if you want to see an interesting comedy with Sylvester Stallone, it, it, it's totally cheesy. And they've got some weird, weird humor in there. But I do recommend checking that out just for a fun, weird time of, if not the least, kind of laughing at the fact that Sylvester Stallone did a comedy like that. 
Yeah, it kind of bombed in the box office too. I see. Yes, no, it did, it did not go very well, and that's probably that's part of the reason why it's so under the radar. But, and that's probably why he never did very many comedies. <laughs> Stopper, my mom will shoot. Came out the next year. Oh wow, I didn't realize it was that close. Yeah. Seems yeah. to have had a little phase there, kind of like Arnold. You know, Arnold had a a few comedies right around the same time. You know, I had like Kindergarten Cop, <laughs> uh, Twins, Junior. Yeah. Oh man! <laughs> Almost every action hero has to go through something like that. But seems like it. Yeah. So... Yeah. Actually, I was thinking of another one of my favorite Stallone movies is Cobra. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's actually another movie of his that he made with uh, Canon Films. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's been a while. I think I own that DVD somewhere. But who who watches DVDs anymore? <laughs> so, anything else to add to the Stolen conversation before we move on to some of that sports stuff? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think yeah. we covered pretty much all of his, his big ones. I mean, other than... Um, like Creed and Creed Two, but those are kind of spinoffs of the Rocky series. So, yeah, the Expendables. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Expendables. Yeah, if you really want, that's like the action hero movie of action heroes. So, yeah. Well, all right. So we will then uh, keep moving things right along, and this takes us into. Uh, this is more so our uh, our main topic. So we'll lead things in. We come in with a subtopic, but here we get to the main topic. Main topic is always sports. So every every week we're going to have this the main topic. We're going to be bringing up sports. And uh, so we've got a few things here to talk about. Um, revolving around college basketball for the most part, because this past weekend was the Final Four, which fe- featured Auburn, Virginia, and Michigan State and Texas Tech. And then the championship game, which wound up being Texas Tech and Virginia. And then there are some things that we're going to throw in here for specifically Michigan basketball. But, um, but yeah, so the stage was set, had the Final Four, and had some pretty good games. Did you watch both Final Four games? I only watched the, the Michigan State-Texas Tech one. Um I didn't even really plan on watching it. Actually, my wife wanted to watch it. And I think some of the reason was because um, her dad is a big Michigan State fan. Yeah. That's, but, uh... You know, it was a good game. I was happy I watched it. Yeah, he's the only one in like the whole family. Yeah. <laughs> Him and um, my wife's cousin. Oh, I might not be hanging out with them too much anymore. <laughs> Yeah, so I, um, being the college basketball fan that I am, I love watching all of March Madness. Um, and so I watched both games, and the uh, there was the drama with how the first game ended with Virginia and Auburn, which is very interesting. I mean, if you are on social media at all, if you well, if you if you watch anything with and pay any attention to March Madness, you would have seen this come up in the past several days. And that is where Auburn had the lead two point lead closing seconds of the game. Uh, Virginia brings the ball up and shoots a three and they miss the three. And in the hysteria, people miss the fact that the shooter got fouled. 
And um, a part of it was a huge epic fail then because Auburn fans everywhere freaked out. And <laughs> on campus, they went running through the streets and chanting their ever little precious SEC chant, um, only to then discover that the guy was fouled. He got three shots, and they were down by two, and he made all three, and then Virginia won, and that sucks for Auburn. Um, so I, when I was watching that, I honestly didn't know how to feel because at that point, I was just like, I just want a good game, and I kind of felt like Auburn you know, deserved it, and I was kind of okay with Auburn moving on, but that was one of those rare circumstances where they got fouled and they don't call that very often, but it was very obvious he got fouled. Yeah, even Charles Barkley said too, like that was a, it was a good call. It was definitely a foul. It you know obstructed the guy's shot. Um, yeah, with you said the celebration of uh, all the students and fans and stuff in Auburn, they actually went ahead and they TP'd the trees on Toomer's Corner. Yeah, I saw which that. Which is like you know anytime they win a big game. Um, you know, that's what they do. They have these big trees that are on this corner right in the middle of Auburn uh, campus. Um, kind of little known from the, the ESPN 30 for 30 about the, the Auburn-Alabama rivalry. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one moron from Alabama went and poisoned the trees. Yeah, and it's like a big deal with those trees. Like, are they rare now? Or I don't know, whatever. He poisoned um, it and it was really stupid. They've been there for like years. Are these huge? I think they're oak trees. Like these huge, just massive oak trees that have been there for like a very, very long time. And that guy went and poisoned them. Those trees, the original trees actually died and they mm-hmm. transplanted like some adult trees to those corners. Yeah. Little, little known fact there, but yeah, I do remember that when that happened and people like freaked out and that guy, yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, that so, guy went to prison for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Going to prison over being a fan. Don't, <laughs> you don't want to find yourself there. Uh, but yeah, a little bit with that before moving on. I, I mean, it was just kind of funny because the video I saw was part of that. I mean, it was on the corners. and I think people actually started teeping in the video, but everybody had their phones out but they were all recording the celebration that nobody then realized and got the notification that they lost the game <laughs> so oh man and then how uh, and then classic. how would that be if you know somebody comes out of a bar and be like uh dude guys we lost the game <laughs> like who, who would believe that yeah you're gonna want to reel it in um there was a foul and we lost <laughs> uh yeah so you guys are going to probably want to wrap this up and go home and, you know, feel really sad for the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah, that was the only part of the game I saw, actually. I think I saw, like, the last two minutes of it. Yeah. Because you texted was... me, you're like, hey, you might want to watch the end of this game. Yeah, it was definitely very, very entertaining. So, uh, the Michigan State-Texas uh, Tech game was pretty entertaining. Uh, didn't get v- too close very often. Michigan State did definitely come back in the second um, and then Texas Tech with their defense, they just wound up uh, pulling away that uh, impenetrable defense, just uh, shutting teams out or down throughout the whole tournament and everything. And uh, nothing. I don't feel like there was anything too crazy or dramatic with that game. If I if Not I can try really. to remember. Um, there was a few players that stood out. Um, 
that Mooney from Texas Tech. Oh yeah, he was on fire. Man, he he was on fire, and uh, that Owens. You and I both talked about that, uh, saying how great of a defender that guy was. Mm-hmm. That's I said he he's out there like Matumbo, just slapping shots down left and right. <laughs> yeah, every time with Matumbo, I ha- I have to think of that Geico commercial. Yeah, when he's in the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, the kid throws <laughs> the boxes. <laughs> Nah, uh, yeah, no, he he was great, and then he had that. Uh, he tweaked his ankle in that game, and he was able to come back. That was shocking with how mm-hmm. bad that looked. So, but yeah, so they uh, Virginia and Texas Tech, you know, paved their way into the final game, which I understand, but then again, at the same time, it's so dumb being on Monday night. But yeah, they had the championship game, and uh, that was. Just about everything you would want from uh, for a championship game, considering that it looked like Virginia was going to run away with it uh, multiple times, but then they wound up uh, bringing it back down and going into overtime with it. And I knew when overtime happened, I was just like, you know what's going to suck, though, is that uh, one of the teams is just going to pull away in overtime. It, it happened so often. I was just like, this game has been so great. Not saying it's bad, but you really can anticipate that they're just going to run away with the game now. Somebody. And it wanted to be in Virginia, so. Which, uh, in the case in point with that, talk about probably the biggest turnaround in sports ever from one year to another, considering that uh, Virginia got bounced in the first round by a 16 seed, which had never been ha- happened before, and then they come back the next year and actually win the whole thing. Yeah, that's... Uh... Uh, we kind of talked about that in the first round because they were trailing, uh, was it Gardner-Webb? Is that who they played in the first round? Uh, some very so. like that, yeah. Yeah, they were trailing them in the first half. And you're like, oh my God, could it happen again? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they they strung together. Uh, what was it they showed? They're one of the few teams to beat a one and two twos or something, something ridiculous like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I remember them t- uh, mentioning it. And uh, all their victories were under 10 points, weren't they? I think so. They were really close. I, well, obviously that Auburn one. So yeah. And then uh, for them to start out so poorly and finish as strong as they did, but then, uh, well, I wouldn't say we put our foot in our mouths, but, after the weekend prior, both you and I were kind of looking at the final four teams and being like, okay, who's going to be the most likely to win the whole thing? And <laughs> both of us just threw Virginia under the bus and was just like, yeah, there's, there's no way. Like, just yeah. scratch them off the list. Yeah, I believe uh, my exact words were, so are we in agreement that uh, Virginia is the only team we don't expect to win? Yeah. <laughs> yep. And lo and behold, they do it. But granted, I'm not making this as an excuse for them. Granted, they did catch that "quote unquote" break for Auburn because they they were they were done. They were dead in the water. But that, that's how it yeah, goes. Yeah, I that's think if it. that guy didn't even foul the other dude, he he still wasn't going to make that three pointer. Yeah, but tough tough to say. So that that was that was that that was the end of the tournament. 
Um, but definitely not the end of a basketball conversation. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, for everywhere, because now it's time for players to declare for the drafts, decide if they're coming back. Some players, who knows, probably looking at trans- transfers and things of that nature. But um, it works out well that we decided to record tonight here on Tuesday because certain things came out today. Uh, some of which is not surprising and some of it which would be kind of make you uh, scratch your head a little bit. And that is that there are three players for Michigan basketball that are declaring for the draft. And... One is Charles Matthews, which is not surprising. I mean, there was talk of him potentially going last year. Uh, I mean, he's a he's a senior, so I mean, it's he's been there for a while. That's definitely not a shock. But then there are two others, and one is kind of like okay, a little surprising, but I wouldn't say shocking. And that's uh, Iggy Brasdikas. Yeah, and- that one. Will- we were both are kind of like, ah, it's a little early. Yeah. But, you know, he's a good player, so we yeah. kind of see it. What he made me think think of is uh, Mo Wagner. How mm-hmm. Wagner, you know, thought about leaving a year earlier than he did. He decided not to. He came back. And, man, what a difference a year made for him. Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of a good perspective because – uh, we'll we'll talk about the the third player here then in a minute because uh, we'll just jump into the conversation then with this is because um, my you compare him to Mo from that aspect of hey you know Mo stuck around and look how it worked out for him mm-hmm. uh, I compared it to the other side of the coin of let's look at somebody else who left and we felt it was too early and um, it's not the same situation because it wasn't uh, a freshman but. Um, uh, Glenn Robinson, the third. Mm-hmm. And uh, when that happened, I had the same reaction that I'm having now with Iggy, where it's just like, hey, both good basketball players, both good college basketball players, but I don't think they're ready for the NBA. Uh, I mean, will they be able to go in and will they be, they be able to play? Yes, but it could be to their detriment because they could be left behind because a lot of the times. Yeah. Uh, and somebody mentioned, I said something on Twitter and something mentioned, uh, somebody mentioned underneath of it too, where, um, you know, they claim that it's a developmental league, but let's face it, if you don't go in there and you're not hitting the ground running, it's essentially like you get left behind. And, uh, Glenn Robinson kind of got lost in the mix uh, he didn't exactly do, create a splash anywhere. Yeah, you see him pop. You've seen him pop up every once in a while. But I feel like if he developed more, that he could have had a bigger impact in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's essentially why I'm kind of guessing with Iggy, because if you're not the upper echelon of players, then you, it's just that more important for you to, in my opinion to make a bigger impact or splash in your first year or two, just showing like, Hey, 
I belong and I can compete at this level. Because if you don't, then you get forgotten really fast. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, and actually, Robinson, he's been on what? I think it's four NBA teams now because he was drafted by the T-Wolves. He went to, I believe it was the Sixers. Then to the Pacers, and now he's on the Pistons. Yeah. And he's never averaged double digits and points. Really, the only thing he's done is he won the, the dunk contest. Yeah. Yeah, so that that was kind of it. I mean, he's playing. He's getting paid. I don't know how much he's getting paid, but, you know, so it's just kind of like if he did one more year, though, could he have been able to create a little separation for himself. Now, of course, sometimes there's the tricky part of, you know, it's, it's a good class to go in for, uh, specifically if it's your position and things like that. But I don't know. He, uh, I, I didn't feel like he was at a high enough level that really would have made uh, that much of an impact for when he went into the draft. So now I will say this, and I'm not well versed on this, um, cause things have recently changed with it. And I, I heard things were changing. I didn't realize that potentially has already changed, but there is that uh, piece of if you declare and you don't get drafted, you can then go back to college. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly where things stand with that. Um, that, Because this is all. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure how that all works. Uh, It was actually Wojo I saw tweeted about it. Um, saying like players that don't get drafted are able to come back to their college. I don't know if they sign with an agent. Like, oh, does yeah. that keep them from doing it? Cause that's how the NFL is. The moment you declare, the moment you sign with an agent, you cannot go back to college, which is what happened with Maurice Claret and Mike Williams mm-hmm. in the NFL. Um, but I'm not sure how that works for the NBA and college basketball, because I thought I heard something about agents being assigned to certain schools and working with those players. Okay. So it was like, it's almost regulated by the NCAA. I'm not entirely sure how that works. You know, I may be completely wrong, but that's just something that I thought I, I read today. Yeah, no, that's definitely interesting. And that's like, I'm saying I, I need to, cause Like there have been conversations before and everything, but now we're in the the thick of this and I have not read up on it. So I'm going to try to look into that and try to get a better understanding here in the near future. But yeah, some uh, some things that will have different impacts because initial reaction is just like, okay, this is your this is not the greatest idea because you're going to be stuck. But um, it might not necessarily be the case. But specifically with Iggy. He will get drafted. I, I mean, I'm no expert. I'm no scout, but he, I'm pretty sure he'll get drafted relatively well. Um, I mean, he is the Big Ten Freshman of the Year. He's not the Big Ten Player of the Year. He's the Big Ten Freshman of the Year. Um, mm-hmm. So he'll he'll probably get picked up uh, decently and everything, but I do still say that's early and agree with you on your thoughts of comparing it to Mo Wagner and, you know, that extra year could make a big difference. So mm-hmm. now the third Michigan basketball player declaring for the end of, end of well, NFL NBA. <laughs> um, 
is this one's the most interesting to me. And I think you will uh, agree with me on this, Brandon. But uh, the third one on the list is Jordan Poole, who mm-hmm. is a sophomore, who is the celebrity because of the shot against, um, wow, Houston. Texas, Houston, thank you. I was going to yep. say, what's that Texas school? Yeah, Houston last year. So um, do you want to go first? <laughs> I, I yeah, I can. Um, man, that, that's like blindsided me. I didn't yeah. see it coming. Uh, I mean, because he didn't, he wasn't a starter last year. Uh, you know, they brought him in kind of in, you know, he was kind of like the sixth man. He was like the first guy off the bench. Uh, I mean, obviously, like you said, the big shot against Houston kind of what made him a little more known commodity. Uh, and this past year, uh, you know, more playing time, was able to start, but wildly inconsistent, I would mm-hmm. say, is how I would describe him. Uh, he's he's so streaky. You know, some some games he'll be cold, other games, like, he's dropping everything. And he can score a lot of points really fast, but I feel like he needed to come back at least for one more season to kind of iron out things, kind of... You know, I just become more consistent. Yeah, he. Better, I think better shot choices is what that that kid needs. Yeah, I think uh, that, and that's a very good point because you saw that a lot. Um, was it the end of the regular season, or maybe it uh, really kind of stuck out in the Big Ten tournament? But yeah, there were there were specific times when he was passing up assists or things like that and uh for shots questionable shots but Mm -hmm. i think out of all the people that we talked about because we've talked about mo wagner talked about iggy we've talked about um glenn robinson third i think this is the one where it's just like the most far-fetched i guess because i don't see this really i i I know we've talked about the potential of still coming back and things like that, but I just don't see how this would work out well, really. Um, Cause he was not, nobody really even talked to uh, talked about him in during the tournament when Michigan was playing other than his shot against Houston. They weren't right. necessarily saying bad things about him, but I mean, just not high enough praise to where you're, you think, Oh, Hey, being a sophomore, this guy should think about going into the NBA. So yeah, it's it's a head scratcher. Uh, I get with all the other stuff, and maybe we'll I'll find something out here in the next week, and everything could still come back. Or I mean, he could absolutely maybe do something in Europe, or they got the G League and all those sorts of things going on. Um, but to feed into this a little bit is that there were rumors a little bit for people saying that they thought he was going to transfer. So I don't know if something's going on necessarily with playing time, performance, or as sometimes I I believe has the impact, dumb fans get go way too far than they need to in communicating their thoughts on social media and doing it directly to players. But, um, I mean, because it was a... It was a drop-off from last year. Not maybe as a performance overall, but just, you know, he the tournament 
was a lot of hype around him. And then this year, not so much. I mean, people had the hype, but he didn't live. I would say, quote unquote, he didn't live up to it because everything was focused off of that shot. Like, oh, he's a clutch player. Oh, he can hit the three, you know. And honestly, I think he improved from last year. Definitely not by much. And definitely yeah, not. There was by a little enough. bit of improvement, but you know, he yeah. definitely needs a little more coaching. Yeah. So it, it's uh, both of us have been talking about it a little bit today. Well, because yeah, Brandon sent me a message and he's just like, "Oh, dude, Iggy's going to the NBA." And I was like, "Oh, what?" I was like, "That sucks." I mean, it sucks to lose him, but a little bit. If it's not surprising, Big Ten freshman year, blah blah blah. Um, and then I was looking it up, uh, looking things up, and then they showed the whole list, and then Jordan Poole was on there, and I was just, "What?" <laughs> that was kind of my reaction, like. Yeah, it was maybe 10 minutes after I told you Iggy was going to the NBA that says Jordan Poole entering for draft. I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> like, it, it just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. So not, not, not dogging on the guy, not saying it's terrible, not like wishing the best for him or anything. Just one of those things that kind of confuses you, but you never know. Time will tell. Yeah. And, you know, what people were telling me on Twitter, like, you know, it could just be entering in to get evaluated. True. To, you know, to hear what his worth is in the NBA, I guess. Yeah, true. That I don't, It just seems just kind of weird, though. Like, it comes down to, like, you got to know who you are mm-hmm. and where you're at. Uh, be honest with yourself. Yeah, yeah. And like not saying he's a bad player. I mean, I think he could be a pretty good player. He just needs, you know, another year in college. Yeah, I agree. So that's your sports uh, main topic. Talk about the uh, tournament and talking about the Michigan basketball players announcing for the NBA draft. Did you have anything else with that before we uh, move along? No, I'm good. Okay. All right. We have another little short segment here um that uh we've got a sound for and uh we also are going to bring you uh garbage plays of the week uh this will stretch anywhere sports focused but sometimes you know might might touch on some other things but so we've got the garbage play of the week garbage day All right, Brandon, what happened? Uh, Yeah, the garbage uh, moment, garbage play, I guess, of the week. Not really so much of a play. uh, I would say more of a moment. Uh, Comes from the world of professional wrestling. Um, You know, whether it's a sport or not, that's up for debate. Uh, It's definitely an athletic event. And it comes from WrestleMania, which is... um, Almost everybody knows what WrestleMania is. Uh, if you don't, it's basically the Super Bowl of, of WWE. Uh, and it comes in the main event, which was a women's triple threat match between uh, Charlotte Flair, the, the daughter of Ric Flair, um, Becky Lynch, and Ronda Rousey, which I'm, I'm sure almost everybody knows who Ronda Rousey is. Yeah. Uh, the, the ending came with... Uh, uh, Becky Lynch uh, countering a move of Rousey's and pinning her. 
And, uh, I mean, in wrestling, you get the count of three. The ref hits his uh, hand on a mat three times with the person's shoulders down and uh, it's the end of the match. But what happened is, I don't know if Ronda, like, subconsciously lifted her shoulder at two or just the way her body was contorted that her shoulders didn't get down. But it was blatantly obvious that her shoulders weren't down for the full three count. And mm-hmm. it, so they ring the bell and like they hand Becky the like both the women's title belts. And everybody's just kind of confused. Like, you know, I want to cheer because we like her, but we don't know if this is on purpose or not. Yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of the gray area you hit in wrestling. Like, is this part of the show or is this an accident? Yeah, and even the playing? announcers are kind of like, yeah. I thought her shoulders were up, but <laughs> it was just funny because I watched the follow-up uh, Monday Night Raw the next night, and they didn't mention anything of it, so that kind of tells me that they just kind of screwed up. Yeah. So yeah. what happened to be like a great match just kind of got, you know, the damper with the screwed up ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were telling me about that, so... And I saw it all over... Uh social media as well so oh yeah yeah. it blew up with that just like uh did becky win because we want becky to win but did she win (laughs) yeah so there's your garbage play it's not necessarily play but just kind of a flop of the week so but then uh we also have something here that we're using to round out things as well and uh this is uh talking about stuff that's happened in the past week or you know, actually right now it might be the past couple of weeks looking at some of the things that we have here. But uh, we go ahead and call this our uh, two-minute drill, running down things really quickly before the end of the show. So... All right. Um, I don't know if you remember the things that we've talked about with this, Brandon, so if you need me to, I'll kick, uh, I'll kick off the topics. Uh, AAF, rest in peace. Yeah, uh, ended uh, last week, kind of abruptly. Uh, the players were notified, and they actually had to pay for their own flights home. Yeah, so injured mega... pl- injured players with no insurance. Yes, so <laughs> mega mega fail right there. Uh, mm-hmm. d- discussing the Detroit, the state of the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, the. Um, they had the draft lottery tonight. Works the same as like the NBA. Uh, the Red Wings won a few games towards the end of the season, which was kind of pointless because it ruined their chance of getting Jack Hughes, who's the number one uh, prospect. They actually the the lottery tonight. They got the sixth overall pick. Yeah. So another fail. Actually, we've got a lot of fails going on right now. <laughs> uh, a quick uh, thing that I will just touch on before the next one is, uh, hey, if you're in East Lansing, stay warm because you've got several bonfires that you can huddle up against with the burning of the couches. So congratulations <laughs> with that. Uh, one of the most important things probably to mention is the Tigers. Uh, well, as of this morning or whatever, we're leading the division. I don't know if that changed or not, but as much as we care about baseball, that's pretty weird because everybody yeah. talks about how the Tigers should suck right now. <laughs> yeah, so there's that. <laughs> yeah, and that's enough about baseball. Uh, also to mention, this weekend is the spring game. And Brandon, you're still kind of like a maybe for that, right? 
Yeah, I'm still a little on the fence with that. Um, depending, you know, how things shake out. Uh, with my wife's supposed to be meeting a friend, but she's not sure if she's taking the baby or not. So, yeah. So spring game five five thirty. So don't miss it. As coming up this Saturday, I I will be there. Brandon is maybe should be good because everybody missed out on the spring game last year due to weather. So hopefully that does not repeat. So yeah, there you go. That's a two minute drill. Quickly uh, hammering out some things that we don't really spend a lot of time on, but are definitely worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to the end of our episode. But before we sign out, before we close things, before we hit the outro and everything, um, we do want to take a few minutes to explain the nuances of what is the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Or as kind of labeled now, if you've seen our new branding, the Blue Bros Sportscast. It's still Blue Brothers, but just that's how our branding is. Um, it's going to be very similar um, we are going to have our focus still on Michigan football, but it's going to kind of be in tandem because the two things that we will focus on the most throughout the whole entire year, weekly episodes, still, still once a week, at least, um, is going to be twofold of Michigan football and Detroit Lions football. Cause I, I am invested. I am, uh, all for Michigan football. So is Brandon. Um, but he also has special interest in Detroit Lions football. So we wanted to make this a show that both of us were uh, invested and excited about. So that is where the new version of the Blue Brothers sportscast comes from. It works out awesome because it's still Blue Brothers. It's just now uh, the Michigan Blue and the Honolulu Blue. So um, there's that aspect. Um Brandon, was there a part that you wanted to mention on some of the new stuff? or? Uh, yeah, we're actually going to be opening up a, a store where you know you can buy T-shirts and stuff. Um, I, I believe there's other items, too, wasn't there? Wasn't there, like, coffee mugs and maybe things like that? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I mean, that's still in the making. Uh, we'll let you know when it launches. You know, there's going to be some sports-related stuff, some stuff related with the show and then there's just going to be artwork because Caleb and I are both are both artists so yeah you know some cool stuff coming out yeah for sure and that's something that people have talked about with us ever since Craig and I started the show on being like oh you should do t-shirts we did like one run of t-shirts and it's just a little difficult but this is gonna be online if anybody's familiar with red bubble they're really great to work with uh disclaimer though don't be in a rush for your order because that's the that's the one non-positive thing i don't even really want to necessarily say negative but not the most positive thing about it is that it takes time they're not like amazon where you're going to get your stuff in two days so just be aware of that when that is up and running we'll keep you guys yeah this stuff is made to order so it's basically custom for you they don't have shirts that are already like printed up and ready to go like you know like an nfl shop would have um basically you're going to place your order it's going to go through to them they're going to print it for you on your size shirt and style and they're going to ship it out for you. Yeah. And we get, and we get a small cut of it. Uh, we'll go to the show because, uh, we can be a part of the pricing and helping with that. So Mm -hmm. it's a fun way for you to get some with the show or just get something like Brandon said from the artwork that we create, that will be some fun stuff. We've got some really fun ideas that will come to fruition, uh, as time goes on. But then also if you want to, 
support the show, you can actually get something for it. Uh, yeah, and that, I mean that goes with, goes towards things like uh, hosting the episodes. It goes towards things for like giveaways that we'll have, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, also, with that, we are in the middle of transition as well. Um, um, our main hub for the podcast has been SoundCloud, but uh, and that was years ago now. I mean, that was from the very beginning. And so we've done some research, and there's actually a really great uh, thing that we're going to be moving to, which actually might give us more opportunities. Uh, will be interesting to see. Uh, some of our episodes are already there, but we don't have everything moved. We're going to be going to Anchor.fm. Uh, so it's going to be anchor.fm backslash blue brothers. Uh, still easy to find, easy to play. It'll still be all over with like Apple uh, or iTunes and uh, things of that nature. But eventually down the road, SoundCloud will be no more because SoundCloud was uh, probably one, if not the largest payments investments that we've had uh, for the show. So this is a good opportunity. They actually have some things that. Uh, help you to monetize your show and different things like that. So just moving thing, uh, advancing things with the show. So it'll be interesting. Um, there's that aspect. Uh, probably one thing to make sure, maybe this should have been one of the first things that I mentioned, or maybe why I mentioned after the Michigan football and the Lions football. This, um, the off season has always been kind of interesting for us. Uh, I mean, Brandon here, when he jumped on, uh, has only known creating episodes for the off season and it can be difficult for content just because not a lot is going on with Michigan football. So that's part of the reason why we have this new identity, this new style. Um, you, the, today was the first example of it where you see how we have segments. We have it broken down more. Uh, you're going to be able to see in the description, like, Oh, Hey, I want to hear what they say about this. We're going to have it in there. Like, at this minute, Mark, we start talking about March Madness and Michigan basketball and things of that nature. Um, but we also have opened it up to other conversations, just things that Brandon and I know and enjoy, like we talked about Sylvester Sloan and action movies, with the focus still being on sports. But just during the off season, there might be a little bit more wiggle room and things of that nature. And in sports in general, we're going to be kind of talking about everything, right, Brandon? Yeah, a little bit of everything. Like you said, uh, we're going to focus so, like mostly on Michigan football and uh, Lions football. But we'll you know, throw a little bit of stuff in, um, like from Red Wings, Pistons. Uh, you know, kind of like how I mentioned about the the draft lottery and things like that. Yeah. Uh, so you'll, you'll hear a little bit more about that um, and then some general sports uh, topics here or there. So... Uh, but then come football season, uh, it'll, as, uh, those of you have been with us long enough as well, you'll see that that kind of shifts and change a little bit because it's football season and we focus on that. Um, but to also mention, you can keep your eyes open cause we have a new Facebook page that we're going to be doing more things on. We're going to be sharing episodes directly on there and we are going to be, um, we're putting content on there, just kind of posting some things. I mean, we're not claiming that this is going to be where you get your breaking news first. Um, but if you want to see some stuff, if you want to discuss some stuff and comments on some stuff, we're going to have some things about, you know, final scores from games, some interesting things going on with the teams and that nature. Um, we also have a Twitter that's specific for the show. 
that we'll be sharing some information. That's where we ran the Action Hero uh, tournament and things like that. And we also will be kicking off this week with the new branding, a Instagram and things of that nature. So a lot of new things, the show itself, not changing a ton. I, uh, both of us feel like this is just going to make things better. We realize some people might not be interested in uh, everything as much as they were before, but just, I mean, during the off season, it's tricky to find some stuff. So there were some episodes where we were doing like 20, 25 minutes this way that we have a set up with the open door to other sports topics and some other general topics. We're probably going to be pushing out hour long episodes every week. I'd probably say, you know, because we could, we have that flex. Mm-hmm. So we're both excited about it. We've actually been working on this for probably about a month or two. Well, probably, yeah, around two months. And we've wanted to jump into it, but me and my organizational, you know, obsession wanted everything set before we just were like, Hey, we're doing this. So now we're ready. We've got it going. Some things are still in process, like changing over to anchor FM and the merchandise store. But when those things get finalized, we will let you know ahead of time. So you guys can be aware. Uh, did I miss anything, Brandon? Um, no, I think you pretty much have it covered. All right. So, yeah, so if anybody has any questions at any time, you know, feel free to hit us up, uh, email, social media, wherever. Be happy to talk about it. Uh, don't forget, we've got voicemail. Uh, we'll be doing different things, uh, interacting, uh, more, inter- more interaction, more questions, and uh, topics of that. So, like I said, we're excited. We appreciate you all for listening. And, uh, yeah, more, more stuff coming to you on a weekly basis more interesting things and i think that it'll, there'll be more engagement and uh more entertainment for you rock rock there you go that's that's it for that that officially kicks off the beginning of the new branding for the brew brew blue <laughs> bros i want to say bros uh blue bros sportscast blue brother sportscast Still here, still great content. Still, we're, we're still the real talk, real fans. So uh, thanks, everybody, for everything. And uh, we will catch you guys next. I guess, uh, did you say go Pride or go Lions? Or? Uh, it'll be one Pride, but uh, we'll leave with go Blue. I still like that as a sign-off. You still like the go Blue? Okay, I wasn't sure, because yeah. actually I was thinking about it. I was like, wait, we didn't talk about this. I was just like, what do you... <laughs> I, know that, I know it was one Pride, but I don't know, like... That's a sign off thing. But yeah, I'll finish off with, uh, but yeah, we'll stick with Go Blue then. Yeah, Go Blue.